There are a lot of podcasts out there. There's all different kinds of themes, genres, and formats. If you're looking for a new podcast to give a try, where do you start? That's where this podcast comes in. In short episodes, I'm going to talk about podcasts that I like, sometimes with a guest, and talk about reasons why you might want to give them a try yourself. This is the Quick Stop Podcast. This week, my friend Alex and I are going to take a look at a podcast that you've probably heard of already, The Joe Rogan Experience. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Thanks for asking me to do this with you. My pleasure. So let me ask you something. Do you like Joe Rogan? Do you like the Joe Rogan Experience, I should say? Yeah, no, I I like the Joe Rogan Experience. I don't... I wouldn't say that I regularly listen to, but I listen to a good amount of his his podcast when somebody who's really interesting actually comes on. And I mean, Joe Rogan as a person, though, yeah, I, you know, I do like him. He's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his besides his very successful podcast, he has his stand up. Right. And he is funny. Right. He is a very funny person, which kind of lends itself to his craft of podcasting. You know. He's a funny guy. I think it carries the conversation. Plus, he has such varied guests on there that whenever the conversation might get on the heavier side, he usually has that that humor, that comic relief to kind of relieve some of the tension. Right. Because there's such such a wide variety of guests that come on. The subject matter could be anything from literal war stories to a friend of his who's a comedian, and they're just talking about comedy itself. I think that it is very cool that Joe Rogan has the ability to have a guest like Steven Tyler on and talk to him about all of his, you know, crazy stories from his years on tour and all of, you know, like the musical experiences and the people that he's met. And then you turn around and you get to talk to people like, you know, Jocko Willink and see what they're doing now and learn a little bit about his history and some of the crazier things that he's seen, you know. He just gets to, he gets, it's very diverse, you know, gets to meet a lot of different people and, you know, keeps the show fresh and entertaining, you know. I think one of the cool things about the Joe Rogan experience is that whenever you find yourself in need of a new episode and you're going and you're scrolling through the feed, obviously names that you recognize are going to catch your attention, right? You see Neil deGrasse Tyson, Steven Tyler, Mel Gibson, Kevin Hart. Matthew McConaughey. Was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There's no there's no shortage of very, very notable people that have been on the show. But what's so cool about it is that you can be introduced to a person that you have never heard of. You just get introduced to a lot of new people and new ideas through the show. David Sinclair, for instance, he's uh, some sort of scientist, uh, I believe a professor. I'm not sure exactly where, but uh, he was something that I had never heard of before. And he does a bunch of... Um, gene therapy research and uh, experiments on himself and I just you know I thought that was interesting just to learn about some of the research that they're doing on the the human body now and some of the things that they're getting to the point that they can do you know it's educational right would you say do you think that David Sinclair would be someone that you probably wouldn't have come across without the podcast probably not James Nestor that, that I thought that one was was really interesting because I had actually heard about him previously because of the book Breathe, and even the uh, like the the ones that are just his buddies, you know, like he'll have the comedians on there, 
I was listening to one the other day and, you know, very entertaining to listen to them talk about, you know, two friends talk about their their travels, places they've been, comparing things, you know, like this was a, a stand-up comedian from New York City and it was his first time uh, in Austin, Texas uh, with Joe doing the podcast and just listening to him talk about, uh, you know, all the differences in the culture and everything. Different people are always interesting, so yeah. I feel like it's a good format. Can you think of any episodes of the Joe Rogan experience that due to the guest, you know, he'll have a guest on that's a, an expert in a certain field. On paper, you think, I'm, this is not going to be interesting. This is not an interesting conversation. But you end up getting really captivated by it. Can you think of an instance of that? I'll give you an example to maybe clarify what, I'm, what I mean by that. There's an episode with a guy named Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. And Randall Carlson is a geologist. And the gist of the episode is that Randall Carlson has a theory as to the great flood that is mentioned in historical texts and creation myths and ancestor legends of all kinds of ancient cultures and indigenous peoples all across the world. You find these great flood stories. They pop up in cultures isolated from each other. And he essentially has this idea that a it's been a while since I've heard it, so if I'm misrepresenting it, I apologize. Meteorite hit the ice sheet in the northern hemisphere. This is during the ice age. So a miles thick sheet of ice. The meteor hit it and the energy that was released from that impact melted the ice sheet instantaneously. And a huge, huge volume of water was melted all of a sudden all across the northern hemisphere and created this massive flood on a global scale which would explain all of the, you know, similar stories that you hear all across the world from different cultures. Right. It's a very interesting concept. It does talk heavily on actual facts about geology that Randall Carlson uses as evidence, but, you know, just a conversation about geology. I never thought I would sit down and listen to a three, three and a half hour podcast about that, but I did, and I actually re-listened to it. And that's the cool thing about the podcast is even if you don't find the first 15, 30 minutes interesting and you think you might change it, it can turn a corner right? and end up in a place where it did not start out. And I think that that's a talent that Joe has or maybe that he's cultivated in that he is a good host. It's mm -hmm. a skill that he has learned and improved on. I think he does a good job of bringing everything back to like a, a neutral ground. If, if, if anything gets too far to one side. But on that, I mean, when I think about think about your question what comes to mind is i can't recall his name but it was a it was a paleontologist that joe had on he probably no i, I can't recall the guy's name but he was talking about um some fossils humanoid fossils that they had dug up and they were predating the current standard of what people thought fossils were like the uh, human fossils were found and i remember that one just being very very interesting because you have this person or these people that are presenting this factual evidence like hey we have these carbon dated bones of this humanoid creature that date back that predate what you already know and there was so much you know that's that's fascinating i think that's a, a, a brilliant and amazing find and then you have the scientific community arguing with that just because it's not the normal it's not the standard that they already knew they didn't want someone else to be right and for them to be wrong and um, I, 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 that was kind of a longer podcast, but I do remember that one being um, 
being really interesting, man. You know, one of the interesting things about what the Joe Rogan experience has become is it's kind of transcended just a podcast, uh, a podcast that's a conversation between two or three or four, however many guests he has on. It's more than just a conversation in between those people. And I mean, and you can see that with candidates that he has on that are political, you know. I'm sure Joe's a very nice person to talk to, to hang out with, to, you know, I'm sure he's good company. Right. But I don't think that Bernie Sanders and uh, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard went on the podcast just because they wanted to spend the afternoon with Joe. Um, well, actually, Tulsi Gabbard actually went on a second time after she is uh, no longer in office, which is currently right now. But uh, before the before the 2020 presidential election, she did go on the podcast and talk to Joe as part of her campaign trail. I hadn't seen uh, I hadn't seen either one of her episodes actually. I think Joe Rogan's podcast is a logical place to start this series because it can be a little bit harder to find a podcast that is very specific to what you want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Whereas Joe Rogan's podcast, it isn't topical. You don't know exactly or in the ballpark of what you're going to be getting. It varies so much. And that's why I think a lot more people might like him or his show and get more out of it than they might think. And that's because of the guests. There's just such a wide variety that I really think that there's there's an episode out there for everyone, you know, that could at least hold their attention while they do the dishes. Yeah, man, I uh, I, I totally agree. I think uh, Joe Rogan experience is a, a good place to start. And, you know, if people haven't checked it out, it's something that they should check out. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a, a easy podcast to get into, you know. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's all we have time for for this episode. Appreciate you coming on. Thank of course, you. brother. Thanks for having me. All right. See you next time.